where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. That's correct, John. Which episode are we looking at today? Today we are looking at episode 17, and this is uh, Diane's Perfect Date. Diane's Perfect or Date. Or is it? It's a date. It's a date. It aired on 10th of February, 1983. All that time ago. Should we dive into the cold open? Uh, yeah, I think that's before, the start. Before the hot dates. Yeah, before the, the perfect dates, in quotations, perfect. Yes. <laughs> the cold opening, where it set the scene. So, Diane and Carla are on their lunch break, mm. and Diane orders, has, orders. Diane has like a beef sandwich or something, yeah. something that sounds quite nice. It's quite nice, yeah. yeah. And Carla goes, okay, well, I'll show you my lunch, right? And she picks out something quite disgusting, and... I think that's an understatement, it's pretty grim. It's anchovies... Sugar, pimentos, olives. I mean, she, she, does, she doesn't eat it. Oh no, it was all a ruse. It's a ruse. It's a cunning ruse. So she could have Diane's sandwich. Yeah. She's a clever one. But I, what, what I don't get is, surely it's easier... To just make a sandwich. To buy some bread, buy some meat, and have a sandwich. <laughs> it's also a reminder that uh, Carla is pregnant. That yeah, that, hence why she's gone for a peculiar one. She claims that it's because of cravings. Yeah. Who's written this episode? we got David Lloyd again. David Lloyd. And... Uh, Jimmy B. And Jimmy B directing. David Lloyd has moved from Taxi, which we remember from the last episode that we talked about, uh, to, to write here at Cheers. And he's wrote quite a nice episode. Yeah. It's an odd one. I think they get David Lloyd in and they go, can you write something a bit off the wall for us? And he goes, yeah. I, I quite like how the cold opening does actually set up this episode quite well in a sense of the perfect date and the perfect sandwich, you know? Who's getting the sardine and olives as a date? Who's getting the tasty beef sandwich? And who's getting the sugary fish? Sugarfish. Sugarfish. Tasty beef or sugarfish? We'll find out as we yeah. uh, delve into the episode. So after a disastrous weekend... Oh, yes. Dan's had a date over the weekend and... Uh, With Walter. Walter. Yeah. Walter's unusual. Yes, but I like him. He's got a bit of a party trick. His party trick is that... If someone says a sentence, any sentence, he can tell how many letters, letters are, are within the sentence. He's either very attentive or practiced a lot. I assume he's yeah, as in the character or the actor. The character. Okay. I assume the actor knows his lines. Oh, the left was going. You have to wing it. <laughs> <laughs> you say that some sometimes things just line up. Yeah. You know, in Twin Peaks, the the man who talks backwards. Oh yeah. That was a natural skill he had. Yeah, it was on so, his. So, on his CV. They just went, "Can you do this?" And he went, "Oh yeah." Yeah, they they tried to train him to do it, and he was like, "I can already do it." <laughs> Talking backwards, easy. Just go go home, David Lynch. I can already do this. So maybe Walter was already able to do this skill, and they didn't know. Oh, that would be. Do you have any hidden talents? Well, it's not even that. It's uh, so your character does this, and he goes, "Ah, I've been doing that for years." <laughs> oh, you mean you mean the. I mean the sentence counting game. So uh, Sam cottons on to the fact that he does this regardless of whether anyone wants him to. He just gives numbers mm. in reply to any sentence. So he starts playing a little game with him. He asks questions like, How many days did it seem like? 24. <laughs> How was Diane on a scale of 100? 29. <laughs> but anyway, she gets rid of Walter fairly quickly into the episode. Yeah. Uh, and one thing leads to another, and Sam and Diane agree that they would be able to set each other with quite a good date. Yeah. 
Well, that's uh, that's up for debate because Sam thinks that Diane's trying to arrange a date with him. Diane thinks she's got the perfect person for Sam. Yeah, someone who studies movement. It's someone who studies uh, sport, sports and muscles, but it's very intellectual. And I think uh, Diane describes her as bright, witty, and attractive. So whilst discussing with uh, Coach Sam, and Coach comes to the conclusion that. She's talking about herself mm. because she yeah. she could only think of herself yeah. as bright, witty, yeah. and attractive. Yeah, he says, "You know, Sam, I always thought you'd make a good date for Diane." So then, Sam doesn't prepare a, a date. No, he doesn't. So Diane's going, "Oh, where's my Diane?" And Sam goes, "I'll just go and get him from the from the pool room." Yeah, goes into the pool room. No one's there. It's empty. <laughs> but uh, luckily, good old Andy leaves the toilet. Ah, Andy. Let's not judge him yet. Let's find out what he did first. So yeah, Andy agrees to go on this ruse. It becomes mm. Diane's date. But Andy's got a secret. And Andy's got a lot of secrets, it sounds well, like. Well, no, he, he admits it quite freely, but he's got a past. He's got baggage, does Andy. He's, he's got um, murder on his hands. Yeah, so he's, he's been done with manslaughter and has just come out of prison. Yeah, he, he killed a waitress. Yeah, which is, which is ideal now that he's now on a date with a waitress. He goes, oh, where should we go for dinner? And they go, somewhere Italian. And he says, anything but Via Milano. That's bad memories for me. I killed a waitress there. And I think at, at that point, <laughs> Sam says, we'll double date. They come back to the cheers later on. I think it's coach or someone asks, how was the date? And Andy says, she didn't say much except for that little scream she let out when I asked the waiter for a sharper knife. Oh, gosh. I wish we got <laughs> to see that date. It doesn't end well for either or for anyone. I don't think Sam's very happy. I don't think Diane's very happy. I don't, I don't think anyone's happy. I don't happy. think Andy's happy. I don't think Gretchen's happy. No, because as um, Gretchen just found the whole situation quite nightmarish and yep. she, she wanted to leave, Andy, I think, left of his own accord. Mm. When it was established what happened, Diane says to Sam, Let me just say, of all the cheap, small-minded, creepy, sophomoric pranks you have perpetrated in your long arrested adolescence this is far and away the worst and sam admits that uh, he thought that sam and diane were going on a date and then he realized it wasn't this so mm. he had to um he had to improvise so he paid this man take diane out for a date and you could see the cogs in diane's brain and yeah. she's going you hired a murderer to take me out for <laughs> the evening. Very low standards if you're just looking for not a murderer. I mean, that's still a place to start. I think. <laughs> <laughs> See how it goes from there. <laughs> must be, must be uh, bright, witty, attractive, not a murderer. Yeah, I mean, ideally. So this was uh, <laughs> D- Derek McGrath was the uh, was the murderer in question. Andy. I know we've talked about this a few episodes in the past. The R version of the Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm. It's a, another Stephen King connection. Is it? Yes. Derek McGrath was not only in uh, The Mist in 2017, the TV series. Was he? He was also in Carrie in 2013. So it's kind of like a, the resurgence of Stephen King. Well, did he play in the 2013 Carrie? I think uh, I think maybe a teacher. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did you uh, find anything about Gretchen Corbett? She also played Beth Davenport in The Rockford Files. Oh, Walter. Played by Doug Sheehan and played Walter Franklin. Sheehan also played Ben Gibson in Knott's Landing, Brian Harper in Day by Day, Mel Horowitz in the TV version of Clueless. And this one's my favourite. He played Edward Spellman in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He's been in quite a lot. Been a few things. I wonder how much uh, his talent of counting letters in uh, 
sentences came in useful. I think this is the first time we've seen Diane go on a date since her breakup with Sumner. Yeah, I think you might be right. 15, 16, 17 episodes later, she's back on the scene. And it's the first time Saban admits feelings to Diane. They have a kind of I'll say it if you say it thing for, what's the phrase they use? I didn't realize you were carrying such a torch for me. I didn't say I was carrying a torch for you. I said I thought you were carrying a torch for me. Yeah, they're carrying a torch for each other. Um, and this is kind of one of the more obvious will-they-won't-they's. And it puts Sam kind of in the position of... Uh, looking like the fool. Looking like the fool. I suppose he has a few times already, but he certainly is in this episode. And he tries to get on of it as well, but just no way getting out of that. Silly man. I also noticed that it continued Norm's job hunt. Yes, it did. Yes. Which I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah. Where he was sending out CDs. Mm. And maybe there's some parallels, because Norm's lack of success in looking for a job parallels Diane's lack of success in looking for a partner. Or Sam's lack of success in looking for a partner for Diane. Yes. Everyone's <laughs> unsuccessful in this episode. It's a shame, really. Apart from Carla getting a sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Carla's the winner of this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, there's quite a few themes going on in the episode, isn't there? It's balanced well, well, well juggled. The most serious theme obviously being danger in the dating scene, particularly with someone you've not met. Oh, that was the door, John. Trivia's here to save us from murder conversations. Yeah, we'll diverse away from murder for the rest of the podcast, maybe. That's a good well, uh, advice. We'll, we'll go into some trivia. Let, let me get my uh, letter opener. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need a sharper one. You need a sharper knife, don't you, John? Yeah. We touched on Norm's CV there at the end. What three things were listed on the original draft of Norm's CV? Um, Norm Peterson, his name. Accountant. Accountancy. Not even that. Is that not even... Uh, his phone number? No. What? How is he expecting a job? <laughs> it says he was born. Yep. He worked at one company. Yep. He's 5'10". This works quite well, actually, because my question for you, how does Norm describe himself on his new CV? Uh, an accountant for all the family. Yep. Another one is, if you're only going to see one accountant this year, make it Norm Peterson. Yeah, you're pretty close. You've got thought-provoking, poignant, hilarious, a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> if you hire only one accountant this year, make it Norm Peterson. <laughs> and then also, at last an accountant your whole family can go see. That's because he just looked at the movie section of the paper. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was better, his old CV or his new oh, one? Oh, his new one. What is Gretchen's thesis on? Gretchen's doing a thesis. Oh, what is God. it on? Um, I'm, I'm assuming movement. Yeah, you're in the general area. I'll, I'll give it to you. Uh, kinesiology, the study of movement. When uh, Sam and Diane are fighting about uh, how horrible their dates were, what does Norm say? Which I thought was a really, really nice line from Norm. It's a... Uh, Please, do you think I'd behave like this in your home? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was really good. Now, this one we've we talked about in the beginning. What does Carla pretend to have for lunch? I've got the same question for you. Green yeah. olives. Anchovies stuffed with red pimento. Uh, and sugar. And then I've also read, uh, she also has Diane's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final call bell there. Last call at the bar. What, what lunch you, bell, even. <laughs> this is uh, last, last round of drinks, what we have in James. What should I have to drink? Something that goes well with a beef sandwich or Carla's lunch. Maybe just a nice... Something strong, maybe. <laughs> maybe just a nice red wine to go with a beef sandwich. How does that sound, John? Yeah, I'd go for that. I'm thinking this was a, a lovely episode. It was an interesting one. Quite a few different 
things going on. It advanced the story, the Sam Diane story, quite a bit. We've had quite a few episodes recently which have looked at other characters. We've had quite a Carla-centred one. We've had a few coach ones. I don't think we've, we have had one on Norm, but that was a while back now. Yeah. But it's nice that it's something which is quite Sam and Diane focused. So yeah, it's been a nice episode in terms of that. So what are we thinking, James? When people are on their next date, make sure they're not a murderer. Make sure they're not a murderer. Uh, don't let them have a sharper knife. Yeah, and don't take them to Via Milano because they've got bad memories there. Thank you for listening, everyone. This has been... Where Nobody Knows Your Name. Mm-hmm.